to the bi-weekly meeting podcast for the OWASP Top 10 for Large Language Model Applications. If you'd like to stay up to date with our project, please click subscribe. And if you enjoy the content or have any questions, please feel free to comment and share. Now, on to our meeting. All right, everybody, welcome to the latest meeting of the OWASP Top 10 for Large Language Model Applications group. Um, I think we have had one meeting since New Year's. I think there was one that snuck up on us right after the break. So this is our second meeting of the year. Um, lots been going on. Um, hit another big milestone for the group, which was the release of the first batch of localizations for the list. Pretty exciting. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that. And um have some big things coming up on the horizon. And when we get towards the end of the meeting, I'll talk about my intent to kick off the 2.0 project um, next week, if I can get my act together on that. So um, let's go through and we'll just touch base with all the leads and then we'll open it up for discussion. So um, Jason. Howdy. Uh, so I'm just getting back into the swing of things myself. Um, had a, a really busy last month and then did a, a collegiate pen testing competition. So I, I've been out of the loop, just starting to get back in. So a couple of things that I know I need to do. Um, I need to work with the translations team to integrate processes. They came up with some pretty innovative ways to make sure that they got their deliverables out. Um, but I want to work with them and make sure that we've got a consistent path to that. And they've, they've already reached out to me. So I just need to make that connection happen. Uh, to your point, Steve, whatever your 2.0, Announcements are we need to see if we can streamline that build process and make that a little little more repeatable and consistent across all of the deliverables that we have. Uh, and then squash bugs, I know I've got a bunch of stuff sitting in GitHub right now that's assigned to me, so I just need to go and take care of those things. Awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's been kind of amazing to look at the transition we've gone through from having one artisan who was carefully constructing every PDF by hand to now having, uh, I think, two similar but separate complete markdown to PDF generation pipelines, one for the main build and then one for the internationalization. So um, if we can kind of pull together the best of both worlds there, that seems like that'd be a make it a lot easier to get this out. Cause I know um, uh, from talking to Talash, he just had to do a huge lift to make it easy for the translators to get something done that we could get out while it looked good. And it does look good. So awesome. Yeah. Um, on that note, I know Talash will, I think he has some slides in here talking about um, sort of ongoing stuff with the um, localizations, but I just thought I'd share a few stats. Um, I posted in an earlier version of this to the list, but um, the posting that I put out, and there were some other postings, but uh, my posting has been so far reshared 39 times and been viewed over 31,000 times. So um, I think the general interest in what we're doing and our, our reach is increasing. Um, this is more impressions for any post that I've put up other than the announcement of 1.0 of the list. Um, so uh, I think it's a good sign for the health overall of the project. And um, I think also really indicative of the fact there is a lot of interest. Um, if you dig down into the LinkedIn stats, you can also see things like 
geographies that the post was really popular with. And there were geographies like Bangalore and Sao Paulo, which um, nicely lines up with what we put out. Um, the thing I was a little surprised about was um, not to see um, anywhere in China in the top five. That could mean it was spread out or it could mean we just haven't figured out how to reach the Chinese market yet. Um, I'm guessing a lot of the people who only speak Chinese don't spend a lot of time lurking on LinkedIn and we might want to brainstorm some ways to uh, to reach those, but that can be a project for later. So on that note, I'll hand it over to Talesh to talk about next steps. Yeah, I moved my slide up right after yours because I assumed this would be a good flow. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, so uh, we definitely need to figure out how to reach the Chinese market a little bit better. Um, possibly they're not on LinkedIn. Um, I do know I worked with Aubrey to get a couple of social media posts translated. So maybe we figure out once once we have those ready, we, we figure out where to post them. But yeah. that being said, um, the localization quick update, um, next steps, we, we're not slowing down. The launch of the first three was amazing, but we have a couple really good uh, next steps underway. French, Italian, Japanese, and Spanish have been coming along um, slowly but surely. And uh, one really interesting thing is I've gotten a lot of responses from that original post that you made on my LinkedIn post of people who want to translate into other languages, Korean, Polish, um, this renewed interest in translating into Ara Arabic. So uh, it's 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 not only been a successful launch, it's spurred a lot more uh, work for us going down the line. Awesome. Um, following up uh, with Jason, um, the markdown to PDF uh, process we have is, is is it worked pretty well, but there's a couple optimizations I want to bring to it, spe specifically around the homepage. So we're still working on that. Um, reach out to me on Slack and let's sync up and maybe we we could find something that works for both uh, the English uh, the English document and also the translations and possibly also maybe help Sandy out with the uh, checklist that she's working on uh, to generate PDFs if she has that in markdown. But uh, that's that's everything on the localizations end. Um, back to you, Steve. Fantastic. Any questions for Talesh? No questions, but just a comment. Uh, <clears throat> the web thing is is a whole other process that we're going to have to automate too as part of this. So definitely, I'll reach out to you, and we can work in this. The work we do will probably like start setting the groundwork to figure out how to get the web publish pipeline automated as well. Cool. Yeah, good stuff. All right, standards. I'm guessing this is John's slide. Did John make it to the meeting today? He's yes, here. He Yes, I am. Apologies, I haven't been able to join some others. So, um, and obviously my formatting skills need to be improved on the slide. So um, on Tuesday, I did a briefing to the UK's National Cybersecurity uh, Centre on how we work, what we do. And I used this as my update to them of where we are. And I think I thought, you know, I'll include it for today to take a stock of where we are today in terms of... Uh, alignments and how far we've come. So um, obviously we combine the effort now with AI exchange. I think it's the right thing to do. There is a mapping now to top LL, um, LLMs and AI exchange and, you know, uh, Rob is in uh, various uh, organizations. So if you if you look at where we are, you know, the, the European stage, um, 
the AI exchange, the stuff that uh, was there verbatim to the submission to the act. Uh, the CSA, Ken, Sandy, Robin, and I think I put an extra I there. And I think ads is there too, they part of the working group. So that's, that's progressing. Uh, ISO were represented in the, uh, the groups there. Mitre, excellent work that uh, Sandy has pioneered. You know, I don't need to talk more about that. The uh, cybersecurity center were very interested in kind of how we managed to get such a good representation. NIST is going well. You know, we submitted um, a review, both me and Rob, to the latest paper there, uh, and we agreed to carry on uh, working on the taxonomy. Um, I have mentioned uh, that we are now part of the Safety Institute. Um, the launch was supposed to happen the 19th, but I think I misunderstood that that's when the people kind of finished the legal work. So we'll wait and see what that when that happens, and you'll be the first to know. Um, the national cybersecurity, is, it, it isn't just the UK. There are other countries that they have, but we started with them. Um, they're contributing to guidelines to AI exchange. We agreed. They're very interested in doing some joint research with us, particularly in the monitoring, the benchmarking, and the red teaming. Um, and they promised to introduce us to the UK AI Safety Institute with the um, clarification that the latter is looking more into kind of uh, more advanced topics rather than, you know, the stuff that we tend to work, which is how people use the technology. And with Ventus, as you all know, we work very closely with them together to make sure, you know, the adoption has been fantastic there. So I think, you know, a uh, big well done to all of you, to all of us, um, I think, uh, as a standard uh we are woven into uh, either directly or via the exchange into practically every uh, public standard organization that we have. And if you go to the next slide, uh, Steve, I have some some kind of um, observation. So some of the themes that kind of I see people discuss um, when we started RAG or the discussion about LLM, RAG was just an easy way to do it instead of uh, fine tuning. Um, but today, you know, people start using it. We're seeing things that uh, uh, we haven't seen before, like, you know, risks on embeddings. It's not a coincidence that one of the workshops um, that the uh, cybersecurity center is doing is around embeddings poisoning. So, so that's something that people start, the more concrete they become on deploying RAG, the more kind of different risks they want to uh, understand. The multimodal stuff um, is an area I'm very interested, actually, because I'm, as part of my book on uh, adversarial AI, I compared how hard it was to set up deep fakes in the past and how easy it is to do today with a text to something. So, you know, that will open uh, new frontiers for us to think about. Open source models in the supply chain, you know, kind of an immense and kind of concern there for people. And that's where all the things about automated benchmarking come from, because I'm sure you all know I like uh, open source code where you can see the code and you can understand what it does. Models aren't like that at all. This black box that unless you benchmark them, you don't really know uh, what the risks are. Um, autonomous agents uh, was brought up a couple of times. People kind of are interested uh, to, you know, how excessive agency that we talk about will play into that. So again, you know, those don't necessarily have to go into our planning, but they're good themes for us to think. And I think that's something that shows the deepening of our standard alignment efforts. I think what we're doing now is that instead of being in those conversations and influencing them, which we will continue to do, now we have concrete proposals for joint research work. 
So um, the working groups out of the NIST uh, safety, uh, the AI Safety Institute, there will be working groups that we will need to participate. So again, as I keep saying, when the dates are out there, I will ask the volunteers to come. It will be more sustained effort for us to get more involved in understanding and action what happens there. The same goes with risk management and also, you know, kind of getting the vendors, which I think they will be um, willing to do that, to showcase how they address our standard and brief uh, um, uh, webinars. And that's 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 my very verbose update for today. So I think you know I think we're in a good place. We just need now to need to the next stage with where it's kind of more actionable alignment. Fantastic. By the way, that's a great list of themes. I'm going to steal that for the 2.0 kickoff Please. blog. Um, You're not all kinds of things that we'll want to make sure as a team we're looking at. All right, questions or comments for John? No, great job, John. And I wanted to call out how good your safeguarding um, the NCSC briefing was. John, you did a great job on that. Fantastic, thank you. No, it's just kind of, you know, as I said, you know, I, I feel very privileged to represent this group of so many different people, and I wouldn't be able to do it if you guys didn't do all the excellent work that you do. So, you know, it kind of goes both ways. So, thank you. Awesome. All right, Manuel. And on our end, I did some corrections on the wiki. There was a bit of uh, some inconsistencies that I addressed just to make sure it's more readable and in line. I worked into this first draft of this uh, diagram. Uh, this is just some of the ideas on how uh, uniting public and private institutions gather the methodol uh, the the risks uh, in terms of and vulnerabilities in terms of upstream and downstream. So just please, um, I uh, would appreciate your comment uh, in our Slack channel just uh, to help us write uh, the mapping. I'm working on it. I didn't publish anything because I don't feel it's consistent and, and strong enough to, to be shared yet, but I will get to that. And um, so, so yeah, so, and also on, on the notes for going forward with uh, 2.0, uh, I, I know I need to catch up with Steve uh, for some questions that uh, tidying up the data gathering with the, the surveys we're gonna send out. Awesome. Questions for Emmanuel? All right, good stuff. Sandy. Yep. So um I in the last week I've actually had quite a few more people send me comments on it. Uh great feedback from Anthony, Ken, Julie, uh, Sam, and Dan Kay. Um some a few people have said they are going to uh, send me some additional feedback and I'm going to make it a cut update for 125 to receive uh, feedback. I'm keeping with the minor changes. Thanks to Steve, who always has to rein me in because I get a little bit too ambitious. <laughs> um, target the 1.0 release for February 14th. Um, I did want to ask Jason how much time he needs for publishing before. Not, not much. The, the time last time was how do I get a basic doc template and now that's there, it's literally just gonna be, I dump the contents of whatever document you have into that template and we just build it. So 
Okay. Not a whole lot, probably a day or two. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So other updates. I have been, thanks to, to my good friend, John, um, I have been uh, working a, a lot with the exchange group um, and just to uh, support what he said, which is with the Cloud Security Alliance and the AI exchange and the work that we're doing on the top 10, there's a, there's a natural um, way that everything kind of supports the work that it, we're all doing. It's all complementary. And so with Ken doing so much leadership within the CSA, you know, I'm helping heavily right now with the AI exchange, you know, and, you know, heavily involved with this group as well as John spreading across both groups. I think that it really, the benefit is there's no duplication of work. You know, people can go and find uh, exactly what they need uh, for the whatever uh, level they're at, uh, whatever problem that they're trying to uh, address. Um, I met with Dr. Christina from MITRE this week with my great friend, Rachel. She had, if you remember from about a month and a half ago, um, MITRE actually came to us and said, hey, we have some questions on OpenCTI versus MISP. Um, I didn't get a bunch of feedback from, I sent out a couple messages to people, didn't get a lot of information, but um, found one of my great friends had was very, had a really, uh, a lot of experience with it. And so I scheduled that meeting and was really awesome. She was able to get on the phone and we've got some additional work that we're all kind of planning to do together then. Um, with the, some of the work that that MITRE with the Atlas group is trying to to address as far as threat intelligence and sticks and trying to organize all of that kind of stuff. Um, I met with Hiram Anderson this week on robust intelligence, excellent meeting. He's really uh, supports the work that we're doing um, with both the top 10 and the, the um, exchange. And let's see, I'm just supporting as much as I can with the CSA working group. Again, I, you know, the area I've been working with um, Kurt Steinfried from the CSA on the attacks, the adversaries, and being able to uh, get that into the threat intelligence and how we quantify that. So that's where I've been putting a lot of effort. This image, I um, really want to thank um, Anthony for help with that. And then uh, Ken provided some feedback. So this is an updated image. Fantastic image, by the way. I love how you managed to put all the technologies there. <laughs> Any questions or feedback? I mean, please keep everything, you know, I'm on Slack quite a bit. So if you have comments or feedback or anything, please keep it up. You know, keep shooting it over to me. Some quick feedback. I've got several friends that are like virtual CISOs and that type of stuff uh, in their consulting practice. And everybody that I've shown this to loves it. They, they love having the checklist format. It's perfect for them. Um, showed it to the head of security at scale.ai and he loved it. it, it it's it's pretty cool. It's a nice work. Wow, that, thank you. Um, and then I got a feedback in Slack about transferring it, I believe into Korean. So yes, definitely positive feedback. So I'm good to actually forgotten this. I've forgotten I have a full-time job. So as part of that, I'm taking the checklist there, Sandy, and we're putting it into, we have our internal governance compliance risk implemented with one task. So I'll, I'll kind of try and, and have a first go and see how that goes and have conversations with our SISO and customers to Excellent. see how that can become measurable. That's wonderful, John. Thank you. I will, I will give you a demo of that since, you know, it's, 
checklist. Yes. If you need that, I think you deserve a demo. So I will organize a demo. Really exciting to see this coming together. I think we got a really good reception to the, you know, 0.5 version of the list. Seems like you've continued to get some good feedback. I think the goal of getting it out, it looks like in about four weeks, that's a great goal. Um, so as we home in on that, we'll work together, um, work with uh, with Aubrey on the PR side. Um, this is one that we may want to lean into on the launch a little bit more. So Sandy, I'll talk to you okay. about some specific PR things we might want to do, and we might want to lean into some of our um, some of our corporate PR resources on this too. So uh, I'll reach out to you separate on that. Okay, awesome. Um, just one quick note on the AI exchange. Um, we do have we have our first group meeting next week at this same time. We tried to put it you know, complimentary to this meeting. Oh, cool. If you have any questions, reach out to John, myself. We, you know, again, you know, this is the same um, energy that we had with the OWASP top 10. We'd love to get everyone, you know, who's passionate about securing this stuff and um, helping us kind of build out that document. Fantastic. All right. You can see I put a bunch of effort into making my slide pretty. Um, but, uh, Sounds good. I, I one question, <laughs> not really a question, but more of a comment. I was just typing it in chat, but I'll just, I'll just say it here. Um, so Salesforce, we are interested in providing data, <clears throat> but I, I imagine we're going to need to have some kind of NDA in place. And I'm sure people are already going down this path. I'm sure we're not the only company that would want to see that. So just as we're building up how that, how that's going to work, uh, definitely keep that in, in in front of the mind is it how we're going to do that NDA type of stuff. Okay. Fortunately, John now has some experience getting OWASP people to sign papers. Um, so I, I think we, I think we can figure out how to do that. Um, you know, with the, with the proviso that that's kind of like signing an NDA with Apache or something, you know, it's not like we're all OWASP employees, but I'm sure we can find, something to at least give um, uh, corporate entities who are interested in working with us some level of assurance on what we'd be doing with things that they share. So um, great news. I'm sure we'd love to work with um, with companies like Salesforce. So great issue to raise. Um, let me put out a question for the group. Uh, the The 1.0 version of the list, we go back and look at that roadmap and everybody sets their um their way back machines back to the summer we did that in about eight weeks um it was it was a big commitment and a big sprint and you know frankly we had a lot of people contribute to that who've since dropped out of the group because they don't have didn't have enough time for kind of that level of commitment but um I'm thinking this will be a this will be a longer cycle, both because we're including data as well as the fact that we have something out there that actually is still holding up pretty well. Um, do people have suggestions for sort of the the time frame you think is a good target for us to build a roadmap around? Anybody feel free to chime in. I agree on that. It will take us longer because back then, Steve, I think most people didn't sleep for a while. Um, so I don't think we can do that again, but I think I think it depends. You know, on the, it depends on the scope of the things. 
you know, some of the open items as to is it going to be just LLMs, those kind of things will determine a little bit how far we get. And maybe, maybe you know, maybe we'll draw a line on two zero on certain things, otherwise we'll be discussing them forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um I I uh, I think we delineated some stuff from V from what is not V one point one and is therefore inherited in V2, like an example like replacing an entry <clears throat> that was out of the scope of V1, which I, I kind of um, went off that. But I agree, I, I personally think we should get the feedback, work between the core team, define the scope, and then give ourselves a timeline based on that scope. Um, mm -hmm. Because at the moment, we there's stuff that everyone on this call doesn't know about right now. So I, I feel like we should get that community feedback and then give deliverables after. You're right. Yeah. Hey. If I had the ballpark, I'd say probably 12 to 15 weeks would make sense. But it, like I already said, we need, we need to figure that out. <laughs> and plus, I also think we need to, within the core team, establish if everyone is still involved. Because we might even need to do reassignment of roles and stuff as well, and if we do, that's definitely going to delay. Um, so I think we should do that and confirm the scope first. Yeah, I think um, I think one thing that's pretty clear is that uh, we have had and will continue to have sort of turnover and people's ability to actively be involved. Obviously, we have. The, the group that's on the call here, plus a few other diehards that we know are just continually involved at every step. Um, but I think when we look at the core team, we have people who are on the current core team who have dropped off. We'll see if getting this announcement out re-energizes some yeah. of them. Uh, I think at that point, we'll have some decisions to make about looking at the core team and, and deciding whether there are roles to be filled for sure. Um, I'll just say my my sort of gut at this point, while agreeing with ads that I think we want to get the feedback before drawing the actual roadmap, is that my gut is that this is a six-month project and we want to aim at getting something out in the summer. Um, you know, between, uh, uh, you know, what we had before was, I think, a two-week brainstorming phase. I think we'd let something like that go on a fair bit longer. Um, I think we'd want to spend some time uh, really refining what Emmanuel's jump started with the data gathering project and really pull together some of the data as we look at that. So um, I think a, a good advice, let's get the feedback from the initial Google survey. We'll huddle a group who we think is going to be um, some of the people who are really involved. Um, if I get the announcement out next week, um, I think it'll probably be a hot topic for our call uh, two weeks down the road. We'll probably have an early look at what the response has been to the announcement. And we can use a fair bit of the time at that meeting, talk about that. So um, on that note, uh, we do have our meeting coming up in two weeks. Anybody else have anything they want to cover on today's call? All right, team. Uh, we'll let you all go and we will see you again in two weeks. But again, uh, great progress, everyone. It's awesome to see sort of progress on these multiple fronts, uh, translations, standards interface, the checklist, um, so much good stuff going on here. Uh, excited to take it to the next level. See you all later. Bye. 
Thanks for checking out our bi-weekly meeting podcast. If you'd like to stay up to date on all of the latest news for the OWASP Top 10 for Large Language Model Applications, please click subscribe. And of course, we'd appreciate it if you'd share with a friend to grow our community. We'll see you in two weeks. Thank you.